Hello, and welcome to Rewire. Whether you're a baby boomer or a baby zoomer, a millennial or an elder ally, enjoying retirement or planning ahead, this podcast provides you with the information and inspiration to help you live your best life. And now, here's our host, Duchess Dale. This is episode six. You can file this one. And today I'm spelling file P-H-I-L-E and you'll understand why in a moment. I am continuing to smile this week because on Saturday we began National Smile Week. And today, August 9th, is National Book Lovers Day. And that is a holiday in my world. I am a bibliophile someone who collects or has a great love of books. And I am also a lectiophile, a lover of reading, which inspired me for today's daily word is librocubicularist. Yes, that is a tongue twister, but it simply means someone like me who loves to read in bed. And that is one of my passions. And since today we are talking about the theme of August, passion and purpose, I'm going to move us into the passion and purpose, which I consider one's life's work. Now, most folks hear the word work and they think of career or job or If you're old enough to remember Maynard G. Krebs on the Dobie Gillis show saying, work? Well, I'm not talking about work in the sense of labor or a time clock. I am talking about life's work, which is different to me. It's more my art, my gift, my raison d'etre for being here. And perhaps that's why we when we get older, we look at the idea of retirement as a way to celebrate and expand our purpose, our passion. And that's also why for this podcast, I swap out the consonant T in retirement and switch it to a W for rewirement so that we can rewire an idea of retirement that is off from job or career or raising your family and look at this as time to pursue, enhance, and enjoy our life's work, our passion, our purpose. And maybe you were one of the fortunate ones who, during your years of employment, you got to express your passion and your art. And these silver and golden years are meant to hone in on your individual passion and purpose. Self-care and self-focus become important as we pursue the activities that maybe we never had time for. This retirement gets rewired to using your skills and talents and passions to try something new, expand that art project, or learn how to cook, draw, or write that book you've always talked about. Perhaps it's a great time to volunteer so you can help others. Remember, we talked about an ombudsman program that we have here in New Mexico, and there's the Senior Companion Program that accepts volunteers. You'll hear about a little bit later in the program. How about reading to a child at the library, or maybe to a sight-deprived person. It's time to write that memoir and maybe get physical. If you can join a gym, or if that's too much for you, start with chair yoga or changing your diet. This is a time that you might have to start or expand your own personal spiritual practice. Check out a nearby church or synagogue or spiritual community. Maybe, oh, time to learn to meditate. (laughs) 
Bottom line, take time, quiet time in nature to listen to your own inner wisdom. And one way you can engage all of this or find out which one of these passions you choose to pursue is by doing something called writing morning pages. And this you can do effortlessly. It just takes a pen, pencil, or a notebook, and it doesn't matter your age, your stamina, or your zip code. Now, over 25 years ago, best-selling author Julia Cameron, who also is a New Mexico resident, by the way, wrote the iconic book, The Artist's Way. And she taught us how each morning before we get engaged in our daily activities or go to work, write three handwritten free-form pages. Just let that stream of consciousness flow. And that begins to open doors of creativity and possibility that you may never have thought of. So I encourage you to try that. And you can also look up more about Julia Cameron online. She has an online presence and has written dozens of books since that iconic artist's way. And now use those morning pages to tap into your passions and discover who you are now, what is your purpose and your passion today, not when you were a kid, not when you were in the workforce, but right now. It's never too late to do that. And as author George Eliot wrote, it's never too late to be what you might have been. You're listening to Rewired with Duchess Dale, sponsored by the Aging and Long-Term Services Department of New Mexico. Hello, and thank you for joining us today on Rewire. I have two guests today. Both lovely ladies work for the Senior Companion Program. I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves and tell me a little bit about this program that was new to me. My name is Viridiana Rodriguez. I am the Program Supervisor for the Senior Companion Program through the City of Albuquerque and AmeriCorps. Nice to have you here. Lisa, tell us about you. Thank you. I'm Lisa Kasdan. It's very nice to be here, Duchess. Thanks for having us. My title is a Care Management Coordinator, and my role is to meet with volunteers and to onboard them into our program, as well as to speak with clients out in the community who need our services, and then to see if there's a good match to then it's up to those two individuals to work within the program guidelines for communication and arrival on the day and what the needs are. Tell me a little bit more about that. You opened up a door of information there, Lisa. Give me an example or uh, the nuts and bolts about what your organization does and that they use only volunteers, correct? It is a volunteer program through AmeriCorps and then the city of Albuquerque. The Senior Companion Program mission is to reduce isolation, and the volunteer army, if you will, are folks who are extremely giving, warm, want to help, and they go out into the community, into the individual's home. They can be a companion only, sit around and talk and just have nice conversation, or Maybe there's playing cards, maybe there's reading books, maybe there's bird watching, 
Additionally, they can do grocery store transportation if the individual wants to get out of the home and or perhaps they want to go to a senior center and have a lunch. Just a few errands, whatever the client would like to do. The other thing to keep in mind, of course, is that while many seniors who are isolated are alone, not all of them are. Families are also incorporated into the conversation and the whole process of matching a volunteer with the client. Good. Now, so let's pretend I'm a client. How do I find out about your organization and what you offer? Because I was unaware of it. The clients will call our referral line through the city and they will talk to one of our representatives and ask about the program and they can get more information through there. They will give us that referral and we'll go from there. Senior Companion Program will take over and try to find a volunteer, try to match them. We'll take care of the process. What type of preparation or training does a volunteer get? I know the word that is more popular these days is vetting. How do you vet your volunteers? The good news is it isn't just, hi, I want a volunteer and you hook people up with somebody in their home. It's slightly more involved. There is an application. There is a reference check and a background check. And once those things are all cleared, we do offer pre-training, orientation, and once people are onboarded, there are monthly training sessions. And that could be, oh golly, could be more serious, Alzheimer's um, and how it unfolds for an individual, or could be more fun, could be let's go to a senior center. So it runs the gamut from being very serious, the training, to just try to be informative, provide information, and have some fun. Uh, (laughs) Especially for seniors who might be isolated. Tell me what is required once you are background checked and once you are vetted, et cetera, what is required of your volunteers? They do have a commitment. We ask that they volunteer for at least 10 hours a week. After that, they can uh, volunteer up to 40 hours if they would like. That's pretty good. Then, as Lisa was saying, you match the volunteer to the client so that maybe it's in their area, not far to drive, or that maybe their own particular areas of expertise could come into play. Right. So we try to match them within five miles of where they live, where the volunteer lives and the client. That way they don't have to commute really far. If their personalities match, if they have any preferences, if they smoke, if they have any pets, anything like uh-huh. that, we keep in mind. May I add that? Yes. Uh, so there are some benefits to the volunteer, aside from the overall joy of helping somebody else, which should not be underrated. Um, the program does offer a modest stipend, $4 per hour. There's mileage reimbursement. There's additional liability insurance for the vehicle. There are income guidelines for the stipend. So the mandate of the program is to help lower income seniors. And that is both the volunteer and the client. Oh, that's good. You can be a volunteer if you do not meet the income guidelines. However, 
because we don't want to have someone who likes to volunteer to say, oh, well, no go. But we're we're looking for folks who could use, it's a bad phrase, I should be careful, bingo money. Maybe these <laughs> days it could be, could be a little grocery money maybe or gas in the car. So 10 hours a week up to 40, $4 an hour. It's a nice little benefit and people do talk about how that does help them. It's always nice to be acknowledged for one's work. As you say, the bigger benefit is the value of giving service and supporting other people. It is nice to have that. My grandmother used to call it pin money. I never knew why. It is a little extra pocket change to do it as somebody may need. How do you get your volunteers? How do they? You are you? I bet you probably need some. We do need volunteers, and thank you for pointing that out. We are uh, sitting tables and talking to any number of community events or like at the senior center. We also have a phone number that you can call us to, which is 505-764-1007 to get more information about our program, and we guide you through everything. Well, that was going to be one of my questions, VD, was how do we find you? What's your phone number? And I will um, repeat it again a little bit later. So because I say sometimes when people are listening to the podcast, they're driving or jogging or walking the dog. I know you might even be involved in the upcoming conference on aging so people can find out more about who you are and what you do. Yeah, we'll be there. We're also taking our volunteers as part of training. Um, they will be attending the conference. We'll be there. I heard a rumor that there's the Senior State Fair on September 11th. And we, will you be there? <laughs> we'll have a table there if they Excellent. want to see it. Excellent. And how does your wonderful uh, organization get funded? Through AmeriCorps. AmeriCorps, got it. And it's state and local. Uh, I'm based in Albuquerque, so we're local, local. And this does reach the citizens of New Mexico and maybe beyond. It's a good idea to branch out. Lisa, you have something you'd like to add? I would like to add that you can also find the Senior Companion Program on the City of Albuquerque website under Seniors. And uh, you'd have to do a little searching, but it's not too hard to find. Uh, A couple of clicks in and you'll find uh, lots of information. It should be under cabq.gov, volunteers, and we're there with Senior Companion Program. cabq.gov. Ah, cabq.gov. Got that. Thank Mm -hmm. you. (laughs) Because I have to write that down as as well. Particularly now, um, post-pandemic, with seniors who who had to be isolated, who may still be isolated, I think that this is a wonderful opportunity for people to step up, be of service, as Lisa said, and the volunteers may desire and engage in that social connection and and get value from that, as well as the seniors themselves. It sounds like a win-win program to me. Mm -hmm. I just want to point out, and perhaps we could talk about it on another uh, session, is that the U.S. Surgeon General has put out a document, and his title is Our Epidemic of Loneliness and Isolation. He talks about exactly what you've just said, the benefits of engaging, socializing, meeting new people, and just general 
sort of upbeatness of engaging in life. Perhaps that's something else we could explore on another session. I think so, because I've I've been gathering information like that. And now that we are pretty much cleared to have that interaction beyond the, the Zoom screens that we got used to, and I'm grateful for my Zoom, I think that the research I've done, even with the Alzheimer's organization, talking about community and being socially engaged is so important for our mental well-being. I love the fact of what your organization offers. Thank you so much for making sure that we hit the high points of what we do. It's really great. We're excited about the program and very happy to be with you today. I am glad that you joined me today. I'm just going to wrap it up so that we'll have more to talk about next time we get together. And I'm going to close with the phone number where people can contact you. The thousands of people, they're going to be jamming the phone lines at 505-764-1007. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy your summer and we will be in touch. Well, I'm still smiling and I am also smiling because a dear friend in San Diego sent me a story she knew that I would love. Last week, August 5th, was National Sunflower Day and there was a wonderful romantic story about Lee and Renee Wilson, who live in Pratt, Kansas, about to celebrate their 50th golden wedding anniversary tomorrow, August 10th. Now, on these 80 acres of land near Pratt in Kansas, the farmer and his son secretly planted sunflower seeds earlier in the spring. And Lee was quoted as saying, well, we're celebrating our 50th wedding anniversary, August 10th, so what's a guy to get his gal for the 50th? I put a lot of thought into it and she always liked sunflowers, so I thought this is the year to plant sunflowers, so I planted her 80 acres of sunflowers, end quote. Well, you can probably find this story online to see their smiling faces and the glorious acres of sunflowers. (laughs) Now, you may have a story that you want to share or perhaps just start writing your own life story. And I want to remind you about a guest we had back in May. Sarah Rowan talks about her life story class. She teaches this class online at Cuesta College. Now the class is free and you can be anywhere around the country and join in. If you'd like more information about the class, reach out to Sarah at her website, www.sarahrowan.com. I'll spell that S-A-R-A-R-O-A-H-E-N.com or go directly to the college site, www.cuesta.com. C-U-E-S-T-A dot E-D-U. And while you're online, it would be a great time to register for the upcoming Conference on Aging that's being held here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now, it is an on-site conference. However, it too is hybrid. So wherever you are around the country or in our wonderful state, uh, state of New Mexico, you can join in on September 11th and 12th. 
There will be workshops and guest speakers and exhibits and all kinds of opportunities, more information to learn. And I just found out today that I get to be there live in person on site to do one of our podcasts. So come down and meet me, come and hear all these wonderful things that they're putting together for you. For more information, please contact aging.nm.gov or call one 800 432-2080. Till we meet again next week, remember to refresh, reconnect, and rewire. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is sponsored by the Aging and Long-Term Services Department of New Mexico. On your favorite streaming platform, subscribe or follow to receive a reminder of new episodes. You can also share this free podcast with family and friends. Our music was written and sung by New Mexico's Lydia Clark. I'm your announcer, Don Converse. Till next time, remember to reconnect, recommit, and rewire. Inspiration, you've got a